This episode, we're going to cover the various devices used to sense oxygen concentration. So we'll have a look at the fuel cell, the Clark electrode, and paramagnetic analyzers. As we covered in the infrared spectroscopy episode, oxygen concentration cannot be measured with infrared absorption. This is because it's a molecule made up of two of the same atom, so it cannot absorb infrared radiation. This is unlike most of the other gases we use in anaesthetics. So, we had to find different properties of oxygen that we could use to measure it. Two main properties we use are oxygen's ability to accept electrons and oxidize other chemicals, and the fact that oxygen is paramagnetic, meaning that it is weakly attracted by a magnetic field. So let's start with oxygen's ability to accept electrons. From this we get the two main electrochemical ways of measuring oxygen. The fuel cell and the Clark polarographic electrode. The basic principle of these two devices are the same. Oxygen is reduced at the cathode and accepts electrons. It does this through oxidizing water to form hydroxide ions. The equation for this is the same in both devices. Oxygen plus four electrons plus two water molecules gives us four hydroxide ions. The electrons are generated at the anode, and the equation here is different for the two devices. The electron movement from the anode to the cathode causes a current that can be measured. This current is directly proportional to the concentration or partial pressure of oxygen. Let's talk in more detail about the fuel cell first. The fuel cell has a gold cathode and a lead anode. They are connected on one side of the circuit by a wire and on the other by an electrolyte solution. This is generally made up of potassium hydroxide. The reaction at the lead anode is lead plus two hydroxide ions gives us lead oxide plus two water molecules plus two electrons. The production of lead oxide is important as it coats the surface of the anode. This gradually reduces the surface area for reaction and decreases the current produced. So fuel cells should be regularly recalibrated. Other errors can occur by nitrous oxide reacting with the lead anode to form nitrogen. This alters the partial pressure of oxygen and can also cause damage to the fuel cell. The response time of a fuel cell is quite slow, around 30 seconds, so it's not suitable for breath-to-breath -breath oxygen monitoring, but it's generally used in anaesthetic circuits to measure the FiO2 delivered to a patient. Fuel cells are considered reliable and can be lightweight and portable. This means that they're also used in scuba diving equipment. Now let's cover the Clark electrode. It's also known as the polarographic electrode. This has a silver anode and a platinum cathode. You can remember which metals are used in the cathodes as they're generally the more valuable of the two metals. These two electrodes are also connected by an electrolyte solution on one side of the circuit and wires on the other. The main difference is that a Clark electrode requires a small driving voltage of 0.6 volts to cause the oxidation and reduction reactions to occur. So a Clark electrode has a small battery as well as a galvanometer incorporated into the circuit. The electrolyte solution in this device is potassium chloride. So the reaction at the anode is a reaction between silver and chloride ions. So silver plus a chloride ion gives us silver chloride plus electrons. The anode and the cathode are generally held in a glass tube with an open bottom. A semi-permeable membrane is attached to the bottom with an O-ring. 
This membrane allows only oxygen to pass from the solution being measured into the electrode itself. Clark electrodes are used to measure the partial pressure of oxygen in arterial blood gas analyzers. The semi-permeable membrane is kept in contact with the sample of blood, and the current generated is directly proportional to the partial pressure of oxygen. One problem with this is that the membrane is prone to get clogged with proteins from the blood samples and needs to be replaced regularly. Great. Now that we've covered the electrochemical ways of measuring oxygen, let's talk a bit about the paramagnetic analyzer. As I said before, oxygen is a paramagnetic molecule. This means that it's attracted to a magnetic field. This is due to the unpaired electrons in its outer shell. Most other gases used in everyday practice are either not attracted to a magnetic field or are repelled by it, and these are called diamagnetic molecules. This property of oxygen can be used to measure its concentration relative to a reference gas. There are two main subtypes of paramagnetic analyzer. The null deflection analyzer and a pulsed field analyzer. The null deflection analyzer comprises of two nitrogen-filled spheres attached to each other by a horizontal beam. This is called the dumbbell. The dumbbell is suspended by a taut filament in a box that contains room air. There is a strong magnetic field applied from the top to the bottom of this box. The setup is designed so that when there is no extra oxygen present, the dumbbell spheres rest over the poles of the magnets. When oxygen is added to the sample chamber, the oxygen is attracted to the magnets and displaces and pushes the spheres out of the way. This causes the dumbbell complex to rotate. You can attach a mirror to the beam of the dumbbell and shine a laser on it. The rotation of the dumbbell causes the reflection of the laser to move, and this movement can be measured. This movement is related to the concentration of oxygen that's present in the gas mixture. A pulsed field analyzer uses two streams of gas flow. One for reference gas, which is usually room air, and one for the gas that you want to measure. They flow along their two streams in separate pipes, then come together and mix. A pulsed magnetic field is applied where the two streams join together. This magnetic field causes the oxygen to transiently be attracted to it. This reduces the pressure in the individual streams as the molecules are effectively pulled towards the joining point. The amount of pressure reduction depends on the relative partial pressures of oxygen in the two gas mixtures. The magnetic field is cycled on and off very rapidly, around 100 times a second, so it creates a pressure waveform that's also pulsed. This pressure waveform can be used to determine the difference in concentration of oxygen in the sample, and so when comparing it to a known reference gas, such as air, you can determine the absolute concentration of oxygen. Well, I think that's about it for this episode. Today you've covered the different properties of oxygen that let us measure it in clinical practice, You've learned how its oxidative properties allow it to be used in electrochemical cells to create current, and how its paramagnetic properties allow it to be measured with the application of a magnetic field. Thanks so much for listening. If you've liked this episode, please feel free to subscribe through your podcast player of choice. You can also find all of these episodes online at planaprimary.co.uk. Remember, this entire series is going to be published absolutely free, so please share this with anyone who you think might find it useful. If you've got any questions, feedback, or just want to request a topic, feel free to email me at questions at planaprimary.co.uk, or you can leave a comment by this episode online.